Welcome to the All Out Football Podcast. I'm joined by Ollie for this, for this episode. Ollie, there's no doubt that climate change is a threat to the planet, isn't it? Mm, absolutely, yeah. I think um, I was doing some research ready for this pod and stuff, and I was just looking into um, the massive environmental. Obviously, everything has quite a big environmental impact, but you look at look at what football does at the moment and we don't obviously we get caught up with looking at the football and getting really involved with the football that goes on the pitch and you completely forget about all of this stuff that goes on off the pitch and yeah fo- football is just a huge it makes a huge environment impact you know you imagine you've got however many teams traveling up and down the country every week you've got the f- stuff like the floodlights alone you know the impact that they have it's um it's something that i really think I, I remember when I first spoke to Jade about this nearly, you know, nearly two years ago now, it was something that doesn't really seem to ever crop up. And still two years later, I feel like football hasn't really addressed anything to do with the environmental impact that it has on the planet. So, yeah, it's definitely something that I think that um, we should talk about more and raise awareness about. Well, the All Out Football podcast, as an idea, we want it to go beyond just football. And so because January is Veganuary, we have a guest on for this episode. We're joined by Jade Crawford. Now, Jade, just for our listeners, just a quick summary of who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, So my name's Jade. Um, I'm the head chef at Forest Green Rovers, which is um, the world's only vegan football club. Um, uh, So, you know, vegan as in we don't sell any animal products whatsoever um food wise and also it's sustainable like it's carbon neutral um you know like very focused on recycling and the pitch is organic i mean like from the kit is made from bamboo like everything i mean like obviously there's still so much that can be done but everything is um leaning towards well every choice that's made is a sustainable one Um, and that's like the key goal for Forest Green Um, yeah so and I'm I'm the head chef so I cook for the players and I cook for the fans on match days Um, I teach like local school children how to cook vegan food Um, we do like um, we work with sponsors so like um, big names like Corn and Oatly and we do like recipe videos for vegan food um so yeah it's a pretty um full-on um full-on busy job but it's it's great it um it definitely sends a message uh which is yeah definitely a message that i want to send so it's the greenest football club in the world carbon neutral accolades from the un of course and also fipa as well jade how important is the community aspect of forest green um looking not just at not just at veganism but caring for the environment as a whole um because like i said at the start it's more than just football it's about what you as you said educate um all kinds of people not just children but adults as well it's more Mm -hmm. than just football so how important is the community aspect at forest green uh well because it's in such a small little town called nailsworth in stroud um it's very community-based anyway so forest green rovers can't be quoted on the date that um, it started. It's a really old football club. So um, it was around in, I don't know, the 80s. And um, it was taken over by Dale Vince in the, like, about 
10 or so years ago. Again, don't quote me. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Um, yeah, so obviously Dale was like um, a vegan like entrepreneur and he decided that he wanted to turn it into a vegan club. And um, I think because obviously it's been around for such a long time, there's um, fans that have been coming for like years and years and years and that they've, um, they've kind of found it a bit weird when you know taking away like the burger ban and like all the traditional things that come with it um but when I've spoken to them before like I've said like how do you feel when the change was made and they were like at first we were like mm, no I'm not happy about it at all but they've kind of um like grown with it and like like you say it's not just about educating children it's about educating adults as well and even if they're eating um, a vegan meal for that for that one afternoon a week it's shown them and they enjoyed it and they might end up going to the, the supermarket and buying a vegan burger rather than rather than a, a beef burger or something just because they tried it at forest green and they thought if they liked it you know or it might inspire them to cook a vegan curry at home one night a week so it makes a huge impact um on people that you wouldn't usually like it might be hard to kind of people that you wouldn't usually open their eyes to it because football fans obviously like you know they're young old men women kind of some people wouldn't even think to try vegan food but because they're going to watch the football and it's there then it kind of opens their eyes mm. Mm. yeah so the next thing that I wanted to ask you about is um obviously me and Will are both from Cheltenham so for us like Forest Green is a bit of a if they're, they're they're the derby basically um and i think yeah. what you guys <laughs> what you it's guys a, have it's, really a rivalry, it's a rivalry but it's a friendly rivalry yeah exactly oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um but you guys really kind of have bought into this you, you you've really helped sort of promote the football club through what you do in your off the field so obviously the football is going well at the moment but a lot of people know you for being this um this the the greenest football club in the world and i just wanted to read a famous quote from bob hunt that said cheltenham swindon newport you're all going to eat hummus next year forest green are in the football league um do you think you guys at forest green kind of really enjoy the image that you're creating for yourself i think so yeah i um i think so when we've had like away fans come in like some of them are dressed up as like uh, in like big suits as like big chicken legs or like um, <laughs> butchers and stuff like people the OA fans play if anything it just gives us like a bigger name and um, like it's kind of like the saying like no um, pu some publicity is better than no publicity or whatever whatever that saying is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, they're kind of like shouting that out for us and the thing is it's like such a good thing to be known for like to be sustainable and to not harm animals like that's that's like the best thing to be known for so and yeah I think we all really believe in it at the club whether you know some of the staff members might not actually be vegan in their home lives um like I think they're still proud to promote it um so yeah I think I think it definitely does yeah absolutely as in a chef, um, Jay, just quickly, what would be your typical day at Forest Green? Um, so a typical day that isn't a match day or a match day. <laughs> yeah, very... either. Um, so on a typical day, it would just be me in the kitchen and I'd be prepping, um, listening to music, um, maybe 
admin on my computer. Um, bit more, way more chill than the match day. On a match day, I have um, probably like four members of staff underneath me. Um, we start at 8 a.m. and we don't finish till about 6 p.m. and it is non-stop like that. It's like no breaks. It's really intense. We'll start off, um, we'll do like, you know, prep in the morning and then food starts going out at 11. Um, and then that'll be like... That would be, I mean, I'm, I haven't like literally worked this season because I'm on maternity leave. So I was like, woo, trying to remember. Um, but yeah, basically, we'll do like, we'll feed probably about 400, because obviously I'm only in the hospitality area. And then we have like stands all across, all around the ground for like, you know, like fast food. Um, so in the hospitality area, we feed about 400 people in about an hour and a half. Like it is intense. So it's really, really busy. Um, but it's really fun and we have like we have a massive laugh and we're doing it and um and then so and then that'll be pre-match food and then it will they'll the fans will sit down to eat and then um, the match will start and then whilst the first half is on we'll um get all the cakes ready so they have like all homemade cakes and um coffees so we'll get all that ready that gets taken out ready for them when they come in and then once they're out in the second half, that all gets cleared up and then we kind of clean up and go. So, and that gets to about, that takes us about 6 p.m. And by that point, you're like covered in food, sweaty, <laughs> but like in great spirits. It's been so fun. And hopefully like Forest Green are winning. So like that makes it even better. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty manic. But like I said, when we don't have a match, it's a completely different story. Like I'm busy but it's more like at my own pace because it's just me or I might have help if we've got like two games coming up. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a lot more relaxed, you know, like I get stuff done, like admin stuff, stock takes and clean, like get the freezers cleaned and all that jazz. So yeah, it's pretty, uh, and obviously comes to like on certain days we'll have, like I said, about cooking with the kids, like that'll be um, like a whole separate day um like community community projects and stuff like that so yeah so um obviously you guys have as we've already mentioned you get a lot of you've had like a lot of publicity for what you do like one of your shareholders is Hector Bellerin and you've had Jimmy Bullard come and like cook with you and stuff is it um is sometimes it's a bit weird where you're just sort of going about your business kind of like you know cooking away and then all of a sudden you've got loads and loads of the football media arriving going like oh wow here we go we're at the greenest football club in the world <laughs> yeah I mean I kind of got used to it towards the end after like three years of every match day of like do you mind doing an interview do you mind doing an interview it's like yeah fine. um you'd think I'd probably be better at it by now but <laughs> um yeah I, I don't know like when I said so I when I first started I was there for three weeks and then we and Jamie Oliver came and we did um the bit on uh, Jamie and Jimmy's no what was it oh yeah Friday night please um okay. so we did three weeks into the job so like obviously like a bit scared <laughs> um of, yeah no it was fine like everyone's so nice and friendly and we just have a laugh and like ends up being just a really good day Mm -hmm. so yeah I actually really enjoy the media side of it 
except like if you're you know if you've had a bad day or if you've had like a bad match or something it's just like okay put on a smile it's okay but most of the time that doesn't really happen it's usually pretty fun <laughs> let's move on jade to the, the vegan diet as a whole for both footballers and fans let's just focus on the fo- footballer side of you at, at forest green is it because i in my personal personal take on veganism i would suggest for my own self i've had vegan products before i've had vegan chocolates as an example but i think that it does take a lot of convincing for people to to change to a vegan diet so would it in terms of looking carefully what we eat is it fair to say that it's fine to have a mix of things per week so if you eat meat one day vegan the next day vegetarian the next day after that throughout a mixed balanced diet for the week is that is that a fair way to go about it for for footballers and fans or is or do you have to obviously convince a lot of people to go fully vegan yeah um i think if you're doing your bit i don't think you have there's no right or wrong way to eat at the end of the day it's your choice your body it's your diet you know whatever works for you i'm i'm certainly not a preacher like I do it because it works for me um but I I just think be open to it just like you know I would never judge someone for eating meat you know I used to eat meat and I know that it, you know I know that it tastes good but I choose not to because you know I'm I don't for the for many reasons like obviously animal agriculture the climate um you know it's a completely unsustainable and it's I just don't think there's necessary now because there's so many amazing um substitutes out there um but you know a lot um I, I just think you know if you're if you're keeping an open mind and you're doing your bit so for example like you said doing um vegetarian one day a week or you're just cut you're you're drinking um plant milk rather than dairy milk you know just like those little changes it makes such a huge difference and like no one's saying every person in the world has to go vegan now but I think people are starting to make small changes and that's where it leads to like all it you know like all it leads all it leads to is trying that um, vegan burger rather than having a beef burger and be like oh that was good I'm going to do that once a week and like that will make a huge impact you know like or like you said just starting off veggie cutting out meat and fish and then going to dairy you know like not like the full whack so quickly yeah. Um, kind of doing baby steps, you know, and that you know, and like, but it's what works for people, and you can never tell people what to do. Like, for example, the players at Forest Green, they'll eat when they're training and when they're at matches, they'll eat vegan. Um, but when you can't be like, okay, well, you have to be vegan now that you signed for Forest Green. Like, you can't tell them what to eat in their home life, so that's completely up to them. But what when they're you know when they're at football then they do eat a vegan diet and a lot of them have said that it really does help with like um scar tissue recovery and energy and, and things like that so it's interesting to to kind of see the difference in a way i'll let, yeah. I'll let ollie come back in i just want to quickly ask is that if you're if you're a typical football fan and think i'll just have burger and chips at the ground every single week how do you how do you persuade people, Jade? Mm. How do you how do you persuade people to think that let's not eat meat at a football ground? Let's let's go uh, vegetarian. Let's go vegan. Let's try something vegan because I know that for other football grounds are do have vegan options. That is absolutely true. So mm. how do you how do you persuade people subtly? 
I mean, it doesn't really take much persuasion. If they don't eat vegan food, they don't eat. So <laughs> um, <laughs> but we do have a pretty convincing vegan burger on the menu, which is made by our sister company, Devil's Kitchen. And it's really tasty. And there's like, you know, meat eaters of like, yeah, a lot of, we have like pies, which is using corn. And that's like really like uh, meat eaters love it. Like the big, we get like asked for it. It won a pie award. Um, so I think, I mean, for some people, like before I started, one of the ladies that used to work there said to me, I am, um, oh no, it wasn't before I started. No, basically it's two ladies came up and we were like, oh, we don't want any of it, it's vegan. She was like, here you go, have a sausage roll between you and just try it. And they tried it and they ended up going home with like three in their bag because they liked it so much. So it's just about like getting people to try it, isn't it? It's just about opening people's minds to it. Mm. Yeah, so Jade, I'm I'm going to uh, QPR versus Swansea later. What do you think? So, if if you could talk to QPR, who who are running the thing, and you say like a a good sort of starter dish to introduce them to something that that, that they could serve at halftime, what would you go with the sausage roll or would you go with one of the pies? What would be your suggestion for them? Um, well. The, um... It depends. I think with football, it's hard, isn't it? Because people are going to a game looking for that traditional, traditional football-y kind of um, food. Like in the hospitality area, it'd be way more, um, I don't know, like fine dining-y. And then around the ground, it'd be like sausage rolls, chips, burgers, mm -hmm. nuggets, um, things like that. So, I mean, it's hard. Like cakes are always a good one. Like they're hard to tell whether they're vegan or not. Mm -hmm. um if they were having like a main meal i say like a pie or you can do like um burgers you can do like a lasagna or a shepherd's pie or i mean like you, you can do noodles i mean they're like you can literally do anything like i'll do like an italian week i'll do um like an american i'll do you know all different kind of themes um to kind of keep it different but also have a theme yeah mm. Mm. so uh yeah what's your what's your favorite dish to cook in the kitchen if you're uh if you're prepping for a week and you sort of go like oh this week i'm gonna do this what one really do you think like that's the one i want to be doing every week uh, um i don't know really i always find that question really hard i think it's because yeah. i um so many different things but also because everything's cooked in bulk, by the time mm -hmm. I finish cooking it, like I, if I'm going to make a lasagna, I make about like six huge gastro trays or more. Yeah, yeah. So by the time I finish cooking it, nothing's like overly, You're sick of it all. overly <laughs> like, I really want to do that again for like tomorrow. <laughs> do you know? um, but no, I, I like what I like is the variety and the fact that I'm, I can sit and write a menu in my, like mm. on my own. And I have the freedom to be able to choose what I want to put on that menu and then like go and cook it and bring it to life and be as creative as I want. That's what I love about it is the creativity mm -hmm. behind it, not having to follow someone else's recipes or, you know, just kind mm -hmm. of, I guess, wing it in a way. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so like, obviously, um, Dale Vince has got 
bit really big ambitions for the club and I've been obviously when I was knew we were going to have this chat I sort of was looking into some of the stuff that he's been doing and the way that he wants to take it forward and obviously they they want to build this new stadium which would be um really I think they got the planning permission for that so that would be really cool do you just do you think the cup because obviously as well you know Nailsworth is, is quite a small place but can you just see Forest Green continuing to grow and grow and grow with this sort of like with Dale's backing and obviously you've got all this off this off the pitch stuff but like on the pitch you're being really successful do you just think it's going to keep keep growing I do yeah and like you say I mean this year every year we're like on the cusp of going to league one I really mm. feel like maybe this year's the year no um you know, obviously, if we're going to leave, one is going to get bigger. As soon as we get the new stadium, that's like eco eco stadium, just all made of wood, and it's beautiful, and it's got like the women's and the men's got like different training pitches. Um, it's going to bring a lot of life to Stroud. Um, yeah. And like, I think with all the media attention Forest Green gets, like for for a tiny village club, like it gets so much media attention, like on different and it's and it's not just about the football it's about other things that come with it like the vegan food and you know um stuff like that so yeah I do I really think that um it gets bigger and bigger like when I first started we had I mean what this was in two what year are we in I think I started in 2018 is that right yeah so we had about 12 people in the VIP area um it was completely different and I mean, up until my return to leave, we were like maxing it out to like 190. Mm. Obviously, that was pre COVID because of like restrictions and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just growing and growing and growing and growing. And like, I think if we get to League One, like we like the stadium capacity, we will, well, it'll be probably maxed out every game. Mm. Gets pretty intense, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll get the new stadium soon. But I just, yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's getting any smaller. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Especially with Dale Vince, like, like he's such a um, like he's such a driven guy, you know. And like to be honest, like everyone that works for his screen are like everyone's really driven to like make it work and successful. And so yeah, I definitely think that it's going to like carry on, continue to be a success. There is no doubt that the club is growing, and of course with the the new stadium that's that's going to move. Uh, from from the new lawn of course um that there is there is a case to be made that football has to change for the good of the planet jade i just wanted to yeah move on to that point now the environmental impact of football there's a there is a perception i think from some that football clubs that football doesn't really have a duty to take care of the environment but i don't think that's the case i think that has to that has to change has your perception changed? And I, pres- I, I would take it as that, that as a yes, but also there's a lot of ambition there as well. How much ambition do you think there should be for every football club, not just Forest Green, but across the country? Yeah. I think, like you say, everyone's got a duty to want to change. It's not like just because we all live on this planet, you know, like whether we're an individual or we're a huge corporation, like everyone should make change, like changes, the easy changes as well, like plastic cups or plastic straws. And like, it might seem irrelevant to the amount that's out there, but if everyone makes that change, it, it could make a huge difference, you know? It's um, things like, for example, with the, the fryers, um, that I, uh, the oil that I use in the fryers, that will 
we use organic grapeseed oil and I'll empty them, put them back in the tubs. They get picked up and they'll be made into biodiesel for the lorries and stuff. So like things like that, um, having like no chemicals on the pitch, um, um, sustainable um, uh, cloth materials for the kits and everything like that. So yeah, I think um, we've had like a lot of uh, clubs come and get tips as well. Um, put more vegan menus on the uh, sorry vegan options on the menu um, it definitely uh, it, they all make a huge difference like yeah it's worth but yeah we get I mean clubs are looking into it because like we get visits from other clubs all the time kind of trying to get tips on how to just be be that a little more greener I really one of the one of the best things I think that I found is the is the bamboo shin pads I thought that was mm. really <laughs> and like the uh, the biodegradable stuff do you think going forward that all of these clubs can learn from the kind of the stuff that you're doing, but also kind of take it to, because obviously you're kind of doing something that's a bit out of the mold. Do you think if, if we know the kind of the power that football has and the money that football has as well, the backing that it has, do you think if the football community kind of, you know, went, all right, okay, we need to make this change. Do you think there's a load more that we can do? I think um, it can influence people that wouldn't usually get influenced by it because um, like I was saying about the food, it's not just the food, but like the recycling and stuff like that, like that uh, there, there could be a lot of people that would go to a football match that wouldn't be into recycling. But if you see like your, like the, the club, especially for kids as well, like the club that you admire and look up to are doing all those things, then those kids will grow up doing it. So I do think it's important, especially because like some of the big stadiums will get thousands, hundreds, well, like, would it be hundreds of thousands? I don't know. Wembley. Wembley would be hundreds of thousands. A hundred thousand people. Imagine if every one of those persons has a cup and it's like not recycled. Like that's such a huge strain. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think think it's important for, um, for football, really, to get to, to get in the minds of, other people like you you can target I don't know um brands that are already sustainable and stuff like that but they already know they already wanted to do that it's it's the the best people to target is the people that that or that aren't doing it and you know don't don't maybe don't have a um don't have the want the drive you know I can imagine with football Mm. fans as well we're they can be pretty stubborn. <laughs> so I imagine it, yeah. it's, um, it's a group of people that might need a nudge in the right direction. Definitely. Exactly. So that's what, yeah, that's why it makes sense for football grounds to do it. Yeah, for sure. One of the things that, um, that you can try to nudge uh, people, particularly fans to do, Jade, and it's quite important, is I know it's, it sort of moves away from veganuary and vegan veganism as a whole but also how to get to football grounds transportation um because yeah. i remember from uh, obviously cop 26 that organizations have asked football clubs how are they tackling this problem so i suppose it's pretty easy for football clubs in london and big cities to to tackle the problem in terms of electric bikes for example but also do you do you think it's a bit of a more of a difficulty for for rural football clubs, not just Forest Green, but other other football clubs across the country. Cheltenham is another example. How do you convince people to 
ditch the car and take a electric electric car or just a walk or cycle or get public transport or mm. i mean pretty sure forest green organizes coaches from certain places so that that could be like a good way of getting a load of people together um, but it's obviously still not completely carbon neutral like you're still using diesel or petrol whatever they use but um yeah i think um it is harder especially forest green like it's literally at the top of like a huge hill in the middle of nowhere pretty much like, there's not really many people that are going to cycle i know a lot of people that live in nailsworth walk up but that's you know that's also because of the traffic that like we get before and after games mm. um yeah i think yeah i, I mean it's, it's a tricky one like there's not really like that much you can do about that is there with the fans because you can't you can't get people like lift sharing stuff like that but there's only like yeah what, what can you do really what would you suggest uh, well cycling is my my jam really so i could mm. that's the trouble with nails to... and stroud yeah. so hilly yeah <laughs> yeah hey. i can't imagine going up up to like Shortwood and then to Nailsworth and all through there, that'd be difficult. <laughs> yeah, would be. <laughs> my, final, you, yeah. my final question, Jade, is for on behalf of our All Out Football writers, our readers, and also our podcast listeners as well. If you could tell or persuade our uh, our fans, our writers, our listeners, one vegan dish they could cook in the next couple of days, what would it be? Um, so a uh, dish that I've been cooking a lot for like if I've got a friend round or something and they seem to love it and they're like I'm gonna cook this I'm gonna go home and cook it so um, it's really simple and it is very versatile so it's um, so I use tofu which is like the tofu the smoked tofu so it's like oh so good so drop that into cubes mix it with paprika and fry it um, with it's so with noodles basically it's like um, it's like a creamy noodle kind of dip, Thai red creamy noodles. I don't know, I haven't, I haven't got an for it. <laughs> and so you can literally use any veg that you want. I would put broccoli, carrots, green beans or something, um, baby corns. Uh, and then, I mean, if you wanted extra protein, you could put black beans. Also, you're getting protein from the tofu anyway. Um, you can use, what else? What other vegetables in it? Mm, mushrooms, peppers. Literally put any veg that you like in it, fry them all together, you know, as you would a stir fry. And then put your Thai red curry paste in, can of coconut milk, put your noodles in, let it simmer for about five minutes, and you've literally got like the tastiest, tastiest noodles. And like, how easy is that? You can cook it in about what, 25 minutes, half an hour. And honestly, like, whoever I cook it for, it, like, they're like, okay, you need to tell me what's in that. I'm making it. <laughs> and it's so simple like obviously you can use black beans you can use tofu you can use lentils you can use like there's so many different protein sources that you can put into it as well um and veg so like it's versatile what you enjoy so give it a go it's yummy well ollie i've got to let you go because as we record on tuesday the 25th of jan you've got a game to go to keep your against <laughs> swansea because you're a swansea supporter <laughs> So I'll, yeah. I'll let you go. Um, thank, you, Jay, thank you, Jay, for taking part in the podcast. For the podcast. Yeah, thank you. 
Um, and and for our listeners you can actually um take a look at jade's instagram page there's lots of lots of pictures of vegan food on there jade unsurprisingly (laughs) for us to have a look at and have a go at and that's at jade's green kitchen uh so ollie thanks again for taking part in the podcast uh and to jay's as well and don't forget that uh all out football is an opinion uh, based website it's not just for opinions as well we have feature writing as well written by football fans in the uk and internationally do get in touch if you want to have your voice heard and do follow us on twitter at all out football underscore but for now thank you to ollie thanks jade for coming on to the podcast and do tune in for our next episode mm-hmm.